If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Calls Cloud Business Phone Service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. Well, that is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. Yes, I'm your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at Facebook.com slash Todd Huff Show. Thoughts, opinions, feedback, adoration, and praise all accepted on those um, at that email address. Lots, of course, to get into today. Yesterday in the state of Georgia, the state of Georgia, Sidney Powell, uh, her lawsuit was tossed out by the Georgia court. Tossed out. Uh, multiple reasons cited. Lack of standing is one of those reasons. But another peculiar thing that happened was that the court said, the court actually said, she should have brought the lawsuit against the Dominion machines much earlier in the process. That's what she should have done. I guess she should have made the lawsuit before the parties involved with all the nefarious activities in Georgia before they did that. Anyway, it is unbelievable times that we're dealing with. She says that the case will be, she thinks, headed to the Supreme Court along with a couple of others. There's so much to keep up with um, regarding regarding this uh, these developments. It's, it's a little bit overwhelming, but fear not. We are on it here at the Todd Huff Show. In fact, last night here she was on Newsmax kind of giving a quick little update on things. Here is an exchange she has there. The fact that the CFIUS, the organization of uh, heads of various agencies, ever approved this a number of years ago, I find absolutely appalling. Supreme Court, tomorrow for you? I'm sorry I missed that. Will you be in the Supreme Court tomorrow? You said emergency relief. Does that entail you going there? How's that going to actually work? Uh, that's going to work as fast as we can humanly make it work. It may not be tomorrow, but we also have a case out of Michigan that needs to go, a case out of Arizona that may very well wind up there. There should be at least three states before the Supreme Court with enough electoral votes to change the outcome before the end of the week. Sidney Powell, I wish I was at a turn. So there you go. Three cases potentially, she says, that should be before the Supreme Court. By the end of the week, the clock is 
ticking, not just on these cases, also on the re-elect or the, the runoff elections. In the state of Georgia, Georgia is in a very unique situation where both of their Senate seats are up for runoff elections, not just general election, which is rare enough. You know, you're supposed to have Senate seats. Uh, Senate terms are six years, and there are a third of Senate seats that are up each election, roughly. Sometimes there's retirement, so that number can fluctuate um, at least for, uh, you know, elections to, to replace someone who's retiring and then they'll get back on the regular, uh, schedule and so forth. But by and large, there should be 33 or 34 Senate elections every year. And there should only be one from each state, right? And, and in fact, this year at Indiana, we did not have, we did not have any, uh, Senate races. We will in 2022, that will be Senator Todd Young, the incumbent, who I still um, waiting to hear back from. Still waiting to see what they what they're going to do as far as leading here, along with many most other the, the vast majority of other elected Republicans. Unless we get their attention, unless we send enough emails, make enough phone calls. Um, like I said, just just get their attention. This is what the status quo is to put your head down and hide, to hide in the basement. But in Georgia, they don't have that luxury, except for they are still doing the same thing. They're not coming out, and this is what Lynn Wood has been crying for. I don't mean that in a bad way, just, just pleading with David Perdue, pleading with Kelly Loeffler, saying, stand up and demand that your, your party— in the state of Georgia, has a special session. Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensberger, Jeff Duncan, get their attention, demand this. Because, folks, we're heading to this election. But put yourself, I know most of, we have listeners in Georgia, but the most, uh, most of our listeners are not in Georgia. Just imagine what it's like to think we have, the whole, the whole nation, number one, is watching what's happening here. Number two, we have we have this scenario in place where we just witnessed through the hearings, through the uh, court cases, just through the affidavits themselves, we have witnessed um, an incredible amount of fraud. We have witnessed, we haven't personally witnessed, but through those who have signed a uh, sworn affidavits, which they can go to jail. They could be charged with perjury if they are lying. Through that evidence, folks, we have seen we have seen a lot of reasons that we have zero faith in what's happening in Georgia between the workers, between the multiple countings of ballots, between uh, the the suitcases of ballots totes or whatever you want to call these things that are wheeled out they're trying to tell us there's nothing of course to see here this is this is the way it's supposed to work you're supposed to i guess in the state of georgia and in other states by the way not just picking on georgia but georgia's the one that's uh guilty of of this you're supposed to i guess fake a water pipe bursting and then telling 
partisan poll workers to go home for the evening. I guess that's the way this is supposed to work. I guess you're also supposed to then will out the ballots and count them multiple times. Ironically, and of course, has nothing to do with no one being in the room. The massive vote spike for Biden occurs during the time when no Republican poll watchers were in the room. That's all. It's all just a heck of a coincidence. You see this stuff and you're in Georgia and you're asking yourself, and I've, I've not, I don't think we've touched on this yet, but I, this whole thing, Lynn Wood's out there saying, don't vote for these, these jokers. You got Trump going down there and saying, vote for, he doesn't say these jokers, <laughs> but you know, part of me thinks he may as well say that vote for these jokers. You know, the, no one, you take Trump out of this equation and you think, what would we know about this fraud how, where would we be economically? Where would we be politically? As far as uh, some of the heck, some of the fundamental issues in this in this nation, it's one of the things that perplexes me about the never Trumpers. The never Trumpers, they talk about things about they talk about things that Trump has done as though he's not doing it right before their very eyes. As the reason that they're opposing Trump, we want to be a big tent party. Well, Trump is. The one who has more black American support since 1960. Hispanic support, massive growth in that as well. I mean, Trump did better statistically with virtually every group out there. Still somehow managed to lose the election, right? He won more votes. In fact, uh, Levin had someone on the other night explaining, just forget about all the evidence of fraud. Just look at the... Uh, the markers as to if, if you were to ask, he said, this uh, expert guest, which is – I don't have the name in front of me, so forgive me for that. I wasn't expecting to say this, but he said, um, you know, if you if you were to bring in experts, a hundred of them, and you said here are, uh, you know, the, the results. Trump got more votes and all this different stuff like this. You look at the, the states of Florida and Georgia, whoever won those states – uh, almost always wins, at least in modern times, the presidency. On and on down the list, this goes. All these, all these bellwethers, all these uh, you know districts. Like for example, Vigo County in Terre Haute, just uh, west of west of Indianapolis. I don't know, sixty miles or so. And if you look at that, look at that district, that county, that county picks the winner every year, every presidential race, except for like, I forget the year, a long time ago. And there's lots of counties and places like that. All these, all these indicators, all of them, they all went (laughs) to President Trump. And it's not that some of them didn't this year. It's that all of them did this year. And yet, that still wasn't the case. It's a remarkable situation to find ourselves in. But you look at all this, and you're a Georgia voter, and you're looking here that early voting early voting starts next week. Next week, you're supposed to have faith in your elections because Raffensperger and Jeff Duncan and Brian Kemp tell you to. Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe instead your elected politicians. And so Lynn Wood's out there. He's, of course, involved in some of these lawsuits. He's telling Georgians, don't vote in this election 
unless they, the Republicans, they especially, especially being David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, if they don't come out and demand from Brian Kemp, from Brad Raffensperger, Jeff Duncan in Georgia to have a special session to figure out what exactly happened here to get the evidence out, which I saw Jenna Ellis, I think it was Jenna Ellis last night, saying that the new strategy here is to is to refuse to even see the evidence. Don't let people even see this. The Democrats, the opposition to these lawsuits are saying, do not uh, j- just just this, uh, dismiss these cases out of hand. Let's not even get to the meat here. Like yesterday's case, right? Standing, which of course you have to have standing, but it's a little bizarre, don't you think, that they should have brought charges against these uh, related to these machines before they saw exactly how these machines were used. There's lots of things that happened uh, that were unique that we just found out in this. In fact, we're just still finding out in Georgia. Like, for example, the machines were not supposed to be connected to the Internet. Now, how are you supposed to know that that's the case before it happens? doesn't matter because they'll say the court's... The courts ruled against Sidney Powell and the the Trump legal team, even though they're not one and the same. They lump everybody together and say they just they can't win in the courts. This is the joke. This is a disaster. This is a catastrophe. Meanwhile, none of this evidence gets heard by the vast majority of people. They think Trump's just throwing a temper tantrum, but instead there are five thousand. I've seen five thousand is what's reported. Five thousand affidavits. 5,000, you talk about a conspiracy, 5,000 regular Joe Blows across this country signing documents that could put them away, put them in prison, make them guilty of perjury. They all willingly signed these papers. But Lynn Wood's out there saying, do not vote. Lynn Wood's point is simple, and I'll, I'll get to this, and there's a lot of things I want to get to, but I'll, Lynn, Lynn Wood's point is simple. And I've, I've actually had a conversation with a, um, a good friend about this. He's all worked up. He says, you know, Kelly Leffler was terrible in the debates. She looked robotic and all that. I didn't watch the debate. I can't vote in this thing. But it's, you know, nat- the televised, you can see it from anywhere now because of the importance placed on this particular election and both of these elections. David Perdue didn't even show up for his debate against John Ossoff. But anyway, you've got the, the fear, right? This lady's robotic. She's not likable. What's going on? This is this is not good. I said she's the same person she was a month ago. I think if you want to if you want to worry about something, worry about the fact that whatever they did back in November, they're planning to do in January. That's the plan, and that is the angle that Lynn Wood is looking at this from now. If we lose the Senate, we we have to lose both of these to lose control of the Senate. Uh, But if we lose the Senate, that's a massive, devastating, terrifying proposition for conservatives, for Republicans. You look at things like the uh, end of the filibuster in the Senate. You look at things like, my goodness, the uh, changes to our electoral system I shared yesterday that they want to nationalize the way that elections are managed. They want to do away with the Electoral College. They want to 
make D.C. and Puerto Rico states. They want to do all sorts of things that are contrary to the founding of this uh, republic. They want to pursue the Green New Deal. They want to – I mean they're, they're globalists by and large in the Democrat Party. Globalism equals more power uh, for these folks. They're in, they're in the inner circle on even a larger stage internationally. We got this. By the way, Tucker Carlson exposed something going on between Chinese uh, leaders and how they have direct access to people in the upper echelon of the American government. They, those individuals were unnamed, but nonetheless um, – a highly influential Chinese leader was out speaking about this, and it's on tape now, and it's been interpreted, and it's been confirmed. The interpretation has been confirmed by multiple in- interpreters. So we got a mess on our hands. Lynn Wood's saying don't vote. Most people are saying we have to vote. We have to win this. Trump out there as well. In fact, Trump's saying this. If, if we lose, it's Raffensperger and... Yeah, Kemp's fault, Brian Kemp, Jeff Duncan. It's their fault for not demanding that Georgians have confidence in this. And that really, to me, is the question. Do we really think that they're not going to – yeah, Oz is telling me it's time to wrap up. But do we really think it's it's that the they're not going to cheat in this election? Does anyone out there believe that? Based upon what we've seen, do we believe that they, th- they think, okay, we got away with it by the skin of our teeth? Okay, now let's just play by the rules. You really think that's going to happen? So I think to Lynn Wood's point, he's saying the only way that we really have a chance to win is if they are held accountable for what's happened so far and that an investigation is done, a special hearing is done so that we can fix that situation and then proceed with making things better this this upcoming election, which is just, what, four weeks away. Actually, it starts next week with early voting. I think Georgia's a state right now that's in a position to be doing early voting. They have no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on in the state of Georgia. Linwood says if we want to make this right, we've got to demand that they fix it, that they hold themselves, that they are held accountable for what's happened so far. That's the way to win this, Linwood says. And he's got a heck of a point, by the way. Others are saying, look, we gotta we can't win this. If we don't vote, you know, they don't have to cheat at all if we don't show up. True, but they're already poised to cheat. They are going to cheat. Get that through your head. This is this is not what if they cheat. We know that they will do exactly what they planned to do before or what they did before. This is going to be a mess. We know it's going to be a mess. Anyway, timeout is in order really long in this segment. So I'm going to take a quick time out, come back, continue our discussion, get into a lot of other things today as well. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. Welcome back. So I want... I want to share with you, if you've not seen this, this is quite remarkable. Tucker Carlson last night. I know many of you are mad either at Tucker 
for his remarks about Sidney Powell and that uh, that I guess beef that erupted regarding her unwillingness, he says, to provide evidence and. Uh, she said she was happy to. In fact, she said that she sent evidence, some previously unreleased affidavit, I believe, she sent to Tucker Carlson. Wasn't enough for Tucker. She says, regardless, Tucker's mad at her. She's mad at Tucker. She said Tucker was rude. What? I don't know. All I know is that some of you are mad at Tucker. I know many of you, most of you, dare I say almost all of you listening to my voice today are mad at Fox News. Fox News called Arizona, um, you know, seems like five minutes into the counts. Fox News um, is not the same Fox News. They've seemed to have made a pretty dramatic turn on on some things. They still have, of course, some personalities uh, out there. Maria Bartiromo, for for one, of course, Tucker and, and Hannity. Uh, that are trying to at least talk about this and make sure that their viewers know about this. But everyone there is supposed to refer to Joe Biden as the president-elect, which, of course, he still is not. He still is not. In fact, Candace Owens won a court case against, I think, PolitiFact. PolitiFact, um, they had to, they had to re- make a retraction and, and a correction, saying that, yes, in fact— Biden was not president-elect. But that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter because uh, because they have the media on their side. And most folks don't know about that. But Tucker last night has a piece on China. And in particular, well, I, I want you to just hear this. If you've not heard this, this is quite, quite a remarkable thing. Um, but I want you to... I debated about, about playing this because the video he shares is in Chinese, and I don't know, or in Mandarin, I guess. I don't know how many of you out there speak fluently. So I'm going to give you the gist. There's subtitles. I'm going to tell you what's being said. I'm not going to be able to read all of them because uh, some of these things move ultra fast, and I can't. I'm not that good, folks. Good, but I'm not that good. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay, so. Setting the scene here, Tucker Carlson is um, just setting up this segment where you have a professor in China who's tied to the government, who's out giving speeches. This has been scrubbed, Tucker says, from social media in China, but we have it thanks to, I guess, to Tucker's team or someone. I don't know if someone else has provided this to Tucker. I have no idea. But just so Dominion voting systems, they say, has been tied to China. You may, if you're on social media, you may have seen uh, the connections between Brian Kemp and China and all this stuff. And you may have seen uh, the Georgia business, georgiabusiness.cn. That's Chinese websites. That's, I mean, there, there's also, you can go look at this. It's a Georgia, I guess, website here where they're trying to attract businesses from China. Again, I can't read this because it's all in presumably mandarin but anyway i want you to listen to this what tucker says and i'm going to do my best to tell you what this uh, gentleman speaking this chinese professor uh, what he's saying to his audience here you go we want to start tonight with the evidence with a remarkable video this video was recorded a little over a week ago on november 28th 
The man you're about to see speak is a professor from Beijing called Di Dong Cheng. The video comes from an appearance that he made on a Chinese television show about Wall Street and international trade. Di Dong Cheng works at Renmin University in Beijing. He is also, like so many in academia in China, a servant of his country's government. This video was deleted from Chinese social media soon after being uploaded, and there's a reason for that, as you'll see. In the Trump administration, is, uh, the Trump administration has a trade war with us, so why can't we fix the Trump administration, he says. Why between 92 and 2016 did China and the U.S. used to be able to settle all kinds of issues? So why can we do that in the past? We fixed everything in two months, he says. What is the reason? I'm going to throw something out there that may be a little bit explosive. It's just because we have people at the top. Laughter. At the top of America's core inner circle of power and influence, we have our old friends. That's what he says. We have our old friends. Oh, I tell you what, you listen to that in light of what we've seen here. You can see why people throw the name China into the mix. You can see why they point out uh, point out some of these uh, connections with Dominion voting systems. All this, I mean, it's 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 deep. Uh, the connections, and if what he's saying is true, it's very problematic, and it should be for every American citizen. We shouldn't care. You know, it's it's just it's remarkable. We had years of President Trump, Trump being you know tied to Putin. So ridiculous to me. Putin's puppet. I mean, give me a break. Now we have we have a leader, a professor in China, making a speech to an audience. This has now been scrubbed in the wake of an election, in the wake of people making connections to Dominion voting systems in China in some cases, and politicians in China in some cases, on down the line, he's out there saying this. He's out there saying this. And yet Trump's the one that's connected to Putin, they say. This professor says that we have our old friends our old friends at the top. That's why we could fix things up until the Trump administration, and that's why, presumably, we're going to start fixing things again. You think about Biden's connection through Hunter Biden to China. Just think about all that. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable to look at this and to see that they so brazenly just walk around proclaiming this stuff. He says that we had our friends. The audience chuckles. <laughs> I don't know. In China, they might put a they might put a laugh sign up. You know, you better laugh, or we're gonna send you to the worker camps. By the way, did you see the video? I I retweeted this. If you want to see this, it's it's heartbreaking. But video in Hong Kong of individuals individuals being shipped into away from their friends and family the families are beating on the sides of the buses the buses have these i don't know like a like a chain link fencing down the windows and so forth but they're wailing and screaming and beating on the windows because their family members friends loved ones whatever 
are being shipped off into China to re-education camps. Let that sink in. Re-education camps. From Hong Kong to China. This is the same nation. China is not... Look, we need to figure out a way to deal with China. But they are not... They are not an ally. They are not... We, we have to be paying very close attention to what's happening in China. They have, they have some very bad intentions, folks. They need to be watched ultra carefully. And we definitely don't need people who owe China something, or in, who are in cahoots with China, in the upper echelons, upper echelon, I should say, of our government. Anyway, a quick time out is in order. When we get back, I want to shift gears and including share with you an employee of the month honor employee of the month honor being bestowed upon one of America's most infamous members of Congress, which I think is fantastic. Share that with you after the break, sit tight, be back here in just a minute. Folks, I love this story. Daily Caller. (laughs) Oh, I tell you what. I love people who think like this. Politics. Headline. Goya Foods CEO named Alexandria Ocasio or Ocasio-Cortez employee of the month when her boycott spiked his sales. I love it. Here's what the article says. Goya Foods CEO Bob, and I believe it's pronounced Unan Nuna. Bob Una Unan Nuna. That's the CEO. Says sales spiked so dramatically after her, that's AOC, after AOC's calls for a boycott that he named Democratic New York Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez as, quote, employee of the month. He told Michael Berry that his sales spiked 1,000% after Ocasio-Cortez supported a cause to boycott Goya Foods in mid-July. Do you remember this? He was tied to... uh, he He was on one of those Trump teams or something he came to the white house i can't even remember going back through some old tweets in this julian castro julian castro is one that was calling i think for the boycott he says goya foods has been a staple of so many latino households for generations now their ceo is praising a president who villainizes and maliciously attacks latinos for political gain americans should think twice before buying their products. That was back on July 9th this summer. AOC's tweet was this. Oh, look. It's the sound of me Googling how... I'm just... It's remarkable here. How to make your own adobo. Anyway, this is... He's given her the Employee of the Month Award. This is how you combat this, by the way, folks. You laugh at this nonsense. You have fun with this nonsense. You, I hope, I, I didn't, I, I haven't, well, let's see. 
I hope that they have a picture of her hanging up on the wall. I do. I hope they have whatever month she won. If it's December, put her up there. Put her up there with all the rest. I think that is fantastic because it goes to show, it illustrates some of the stupidity that, uh, stupidity that we're dealing with in our nation's government. It's another reason why I, I don't call for boycotts. I just I don't do that. I think oftentimes this is precisely what happens, especially in this highly polarized culture that we are living in today, this highly politicized world that we live in. Everything is political. I've said this, what you eat, what you drink, what you wear, what you drive, where you go to school, what your favorite team is, whether or not you watch the NFL, NBA, uh, whatever, uh, whether you get a coronavirus vaccine – when they're available, whether you wear a mask, if you're wearing your mask properly, if you're touching your mask, how you say the word mask, on and on down the line, right? This is this is the world that we live in. This is the world that we live in. And I'll say we here do it differently. I think instead of having the cancel culture and instead of contributing to that crazy mindset of saying we don't want to buy from anyone who disagrees with anything that we think. Instead of doing that, what we try to do is say, we're going to provide you a list or a group of advertisers. You hear them, you hear their ads airing during our commercial breaks, which we're about to hit one here in just a moment. And you have the opportunity uh, to check them out and to give them the opportunity to earn your business. Instead of canceling people that you know disagree with you ideologically or whatever, why not? Look to support those, at least give them a fair chance of earning your business if they are making programs like this possible. That's the, the thinking. In fact, we've, we're developing a new uh, kind of catch-all here, supportouradvertisers.com. You can go to that link today, and you can see a list of our advertisers. You can see who they are, and we're going to continue to build that out. Um, and and list other folks who maybe aren't just on the air for folks who have you know smaller budgets or they don't do radio or whatever if they want to support this program and get their message out to you we give them the opportunity to do that as well support our advertisers.com we're going to build that page up and even uh, once we get this fully launched give you an opportunity to go back and say, hey, I bought from one of your advertisers. Cool. We'll take you at your word. We know you're conservative and honest. You put in the information, your name, and who you bought from, and you're going to get a free gift from us. Really kind of a cool concept, I think. Support our advertisers.com. But we're not going to call for boycotts. But if I tell you what, if someone does boycott, boycott this show or whatever, um, we're going to have some fun with it just like Goya Foods did, naming AOC their employee <laughs> employee of the month. I love it, folks. Quick timeout is in order. Sit tight. Back here in just a minute. Welcome back. Speaking about support our advertisers, I should remind you that we are doing a program with our friends at Shepherd. Community Center, east side, near east side of Indianapolis, serving Indianapolis's poorest zip code, 
offering Christmas gifts to those families in need. You can find out more by visiting their website, caringatchristmas.com, caringatchristmas.com. Folks, you can get gifts and drop them off in person. You can shop at Target, Amazon, shop and just have them shipped directly to uh, to Shepherd or anything that you know anything in between. But we have three drop off locations. If you have gifts to give out in person, one's at Freedom ninety five, the studios in Franklin. One is in our offices in Mooresville, and the other is at Mister Quick Home Services up on eighty sixth Street. I think it's eighty sixth and Georgetown on the northwest side of Indianapolis. Oz is thinking about that. I may have to correct that, but anyway, really quickly, something else I want to share with you. Something else I want to share with you that I think is fantastic. I saw this during the Blaze headline here, or on the Blaze. Republican congressman introduces bill requiring Americans to be alive to vote. This is another way. This is another way that you can combat some of this insane stupidity that we are looking with out there. Republican congressman Brian Babin, Republican from Texas proposed the You Must Be Alive to Vote Act last week. He says this, the right to vote is one of, them, uh, one of the most vital pillars of our democracy, the founders of which are election integrity and confidence in our democratic processes. The ease with which someone is able to steal the ballot of a deceased person and cast an illegitimate uh, Ill- vote should disturb, alarm, and outrage every American citizen no matter what side of the aisle they sit on. Here, here. Absolutely right, by the way. To protect that is if they're interested in fairness and injustice. But anyway, he continues to protect our democratic process and America's Americans' faith in our elections, we must ensure that deceased individuals are not allowed to remain on voter state voter rolls. So they'll let dead people vote. Obviously, right? Anyway, I love the creativity. Gotta take a break. Sit tight. Back here to wrap up in just a minute. Welcome back. Really quickly here, Attorney General in the state of Michigan, Dana Nessel. You would think right now she has enough going on with all the lawsuits and the election mess and fraud in the state of Michigan. But instead, over the weekend, she tweeted out something about uh, being offended or um, tired of people saying Merry Christmas. Apparently, her family, I didn't, family didn't celebrate Christmas. She deleted the original tweet, and now she's replaced that tweet with something else. Uh, really bemoaning the fact that people say Merry Christmas this time of year. It's one thing if you know someone doesn't celebrate Christmas and you go up to them if they're Jewish or an atheist. But, folks, in the general sense, everybody celebrates Christmas. It's a common phrase, at least here. I got to go. SDG. See you tomorrow. Take care.